Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner and teacher. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've only dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun. And let's get started right now. Hello, welcome back. This is part two of a real honest-to-goodness live coaching session that I had with a good friend of mine, Nancy DeMello. She is someone who is very brave to be able to be willing to put this out there. Of course, it wasn't live, so she did have the option after we were done to say, no, don't do that. She is someone I have known for a very long time. She's a dear friend and I have nothing but admiration for her for willing to do this. We're just going to pick up where we left off. And if you didn't hear last week, by all means, please listen to it. But to give you a quick catch up, we were talking about the chaos in the world, all of the social media, the fear, the COVID, the vaccine. We don't get into detail about what we believe, either one of us. Yet we talk about how people are negative how it's impacting them, and how to live your life in a way that isn't driven by what's out in the world or by if you put your information out there and what you believe, how people jump all over you and make you wrong if they don't agree with you. It is a very strange time, and I hope that this will help you navigate your way and your path through it, whatever that may be that's best for you. We're going to go ahead and just jump right in now and pick up right where we left off. So the first thing we want to do is pause for a moment and go, where am I? How am I? And and I'll be quite frank with you. I've been a big fat mess. (laughs) I have been, I I mean, like I'm 56 years old, so I've been here quite a while. And I don't know that I've ever been such an awful mess angered. I'm not normally angry. Frustration. I'm not usually frustrated. Little blips of it here and there. It's just yuck. Bleh. I, I, who, who am I now? And I don't want to be that way anymore. And, you know, I always sort of believe in it's okay to visit, but you don't want to live there. Well, guess what? I have been living there far too long and it's time to get up and move, right? So, so, so I guess we, what we've come to the conclusion is I have to kind of first assess where I'm at and what's going on. And whether it's working for me, and it's just not. And then I have to somehow figure out how to find something that does work for me. And one of your first suggestions was unplugging. And you're right. There's a lot going on out there. And uh, when it's been pretty intense and like things that have never happened before were happening, like businesses closing and schools closing and blah, blah, blah. And so that triggered for me because I never really was a big one on news or politics or anything like that. But that definitely triggered me to want to be, I need to know from minute to minute because the other thing that happened at the beginning was change, 
right? We're closed. We're open. We're masked. We're not masked. We're, it was like, wait, wait, that was just two hours ago. What do you mean? It's changed already? You know? And change is one big fearful thing for so many people because they, oh, they have to know what's going on. That's what the understanding has to do with. Then I can make the change. If I understand why, then I can go through the change. If I understand how or what's going on, it's easier. It's still fearful for a lot of people, but then you can make the change. And there are some people who just don't want to change. They exactly. resist change no matter I what. I know a number of those people. <laughs> Even when it's going to be better, you know, and it's clear to everybody else that it's going to be better. People just don't want to do that whole change cycle. Kind of at a loss for words today. But, yeah, they don't want to go through the process of change. Even if in their own mind, in the back of it, they know it's going to be better. They don't. Yeah. Well, def- we don't know it's going to be better, which makes it even more <laughs> fearful. Even more more fearful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I hope, I hope we're not going around in circles too much, but okay. So first define where you are and if it's working for you and if it's not finding something that does. Okay. And unplugging. Yes. Oh, that's where I was. I was afraid to unplug for fear that I would miss something huge and everything at the beginning of this. And even really still till today, everything seems huge. And it's like, yeah, I mean, all the guidance we've gotten from the so-called experts have flip, flop, change, you know, we're not going to have this, we are going to have this, we're not going to have that, we are going to have that, this will never happen, oh, that's happening, I mean, it's like, blah, right, and so I felt like I had to stay plugged in, or because when they changed their mind, which they changed them forever and ever and ever, that I, I needed to know what they changed their mind to, well, now everybody and their cousin and their brother and their uncle are out there on social media or other news things or whatever, spewing their versions of the truth and stirring up fear and division and everything else. And it's like, this is not healthy. It's not healthy. You used to be able to go a week and really not that much would change in the world, right? But now it's like, don't blink. (laughs) So I desperately need help knowing how to unplug in a healthy way where I can remain calm and confident that it's okay, whatever does or doesn't happen is okay. And I will find out whatever I personally need to find out in the timing that I need to find it out in without being glued to it. From the moment I open my eyes in the morning, pick up that phone, what's going on, what's going on to the moment I fall asleep, (laughs) even falling asleep with it in my hand and running. No, (laughs) nobody's ever done that before. (laughs) Yes, I have done that. I did that last night. Yeah, or falling asleep in front of the TV or whatever, yeah. right? With with the news on, you know, trying to keep up with everything. So, so how do you suggest from if since you're one of the ones with it attached to your hand, is there anything you can decide for yourself that maybe would work? <sighs> so part of my problem is, for instance, you know, when you're on various forms of social media, there is the good and there's the bad and the ugly, right? So it's like. There's the, the puppies and the yes. puppies, and then there's the, oh God, there's somebody with a conspiracy theory, one end or the other. It doesn't matter which side you're on. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> one. Yes. I mean, social media really know how to um, a, a trigger in a good way our endorphins to come back and want more and more. Ooh, that made me feel good. Ooh, that was exciting. Ooh, that was a surprise. It's not like a TV show where you know, okay, it's going to be 30 minutes or two hours or whatever it is, and it's going to start and it's end. In social media, you can just swipe forever and ever and ever and hours and hours on end. And because the last one made you feel good because it was a puppy in a swimming pool or whatever, and then or then the next one. I mean, it's so bizarre how you can go from that to the world is going to end. 
and and you must prepare. I mean, and then and then you're back to the other, and then you're to how to transplant a rose or whatever, right? I mean, it's like the way social media is now is it's there's no consistency, so you feel like you're ping ponging back and forth, the back and forth, the back and forth, and so it's re- there's no good start and end like there is on a TV show. You can say I'm just gonna watch this one show, or I'm just gonna. It's like you're binge watching everything. And it's hard to stop. Like, so that that was the thing about Netflix, right? You could watch not only the whole series, but all 10 years of the whole series <laughs> and be there for days. Like Friends or whatever, I think was on for like 10 years, right? <laughs> I mean, and if you're just getting so into it, it's like there's no good starting and stopping points. And so it, and it becomes addictive. Maybe having a time, setting a timer for yourself before you even start going on there and making it more specific might help. Because maybe getting off of it totally and going cold turkey is like stopping smoking. <laughs> maybe you have to, for not stopping a drug, you can't really do it. Maybe you need to set a timer for half an hour and then force yourself <laughs> to stop to do something else. Okay, so that is a very interesting theory. And I'm super glad that you mentioned it, though, because I know that in the past for me, setting a timer to stop does not work. However, while you were saying that, I had an epiphany that setting a timer before you start could work. You like, it's kind of like doing your chores before you, or your homework before you get to go out and play, right? It's like, okay, that is my reward that is waiting there. And I can have that after I have accomplished this, this, and this, or after so much time has passed or whatever. So that you don't just, you pick up your phone with the intention of seeing who left you that voicemail because your phone dinged at you, you know, a while ago or whatever. And then all of a sudden you find yourself on, on social media because everything is at your fingertips, right? But if you, I could, for me personally, I could see where it could be like no phone before lunchtime or whatever, or even maybe even allowing more sporadic time where, yes, you can look at your phone, but only while you're getting ready for work and then it goes away. And then you can look at it again after 8 p.m. or whatever, right? Um, so I, I think for me, maybe not so much a timer on how long you're on it, but like setting some other parameters. And everybody's probably different. And I'll bet you there's some different solutions out there now that you mention it that, that anyone and everyone could probably use. But I think for me, it would be the reward of your phone no more than the forcing myself to get off it because I'm not so disciplined about that. I'm like, no, but I'm having fun. One more game, one more, whatever. Not that I play games, but you know, like when kids are on video games, just let me finish this level or whatever. Well, and that's why sometimes if you're at home, you can set a timer, like your kitchen timer. So you have to get up to turn it off. (laughs) Something that buzzes. So you have to stop what you're doing to turn it off. Yeah. Or maybe even an alarm, one at, in your bed that you normally set an alarm for. Yeah. Set two alarms. Set one, if you're going to always go on social media at eight at night, set one at nine or 10, depending on how much time you want to allow yourself so that you don't, because they talk so much about don't have so much screen time right before bed. But so many people do it. And I do it too, because I do like to play games because oh. I don't do the social media as too much as possible. Yeah. I do have some groups that I keep up with that are very, I'm going to say high vibrational because I want to connect to those types of people more than I do all of the other stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. I've seen too much of the people attacking the other people to want to go out there and to say anything that's going to be an opinion about what's happening in the world. I'd rather put out their happy puppy pictures, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I did today. But it also says more than that. It talks about taking the time to allow yourself to find that joy rather than always having the fear underlying everything, taking time out from the fear, giving yourself a vacation from it, (laughs) 
take 10 minutes or an hour. A vacation for the world, yeah. Something that you need to do so that you can be there for your family in a better way or for yourself, which is even better. Yeah. Just a lot of husbands have that saying, if, if, my, if the, uh, you know, the wife's not happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> well, and that's the case for anybody. If that person, if you as the individual listening are not happy, no one around you is going to get a good vibe from you. So yeah. if you're upset, you're depressed, you're whatever, take care of you first. Don't put it on and pretend like you're happy because that's not going to go anywhere. It might be okay and they'll live with it because they don't want to deal with what's underlying it. And yeah. neither do you. But it's not going to be and do any good for you at all if you pretend to find joy instead of actually finding it. Even if it's only for five minutes, do something to shift the negativity that you might be feeling and the fear you might be feeling so that you feel more like who you truly are at depth. So that once you find that and you do connect to any kind of joy whatsoever, you're going to want it. You're going to get addicted to it. You won't want to deal with all of this negativity. And you'll find a better way to deal with it. I I kind of like that, right? So so what is the draw to going back? Yes, aside from the, okay, so let's rationalize, like you said, and I love the fact that you mentioned that. If something's truly important, you will find out about it. You don't need to see it a dozen times or a hundred times in a day or a week over and over and over again. You just need to hear about it once at the end of the week or in the middle of the week or whatever. And you're right. If it's truly important, it will come up and you'll know. And I think, especially if you put that out there, the universe will present the information that you need for your life. Because in all honesty, I think back to when I was a kid, you know, eat all the food on your plate. There's children starving in Ethiopia or whatever, right? Well, me eating all the food on my plate is not going to help those kids in Ethiopia. And in all honesty, the other thing I've learned this year is. There's only so much I can contribute to how the events of the world turn out. And honest to goodness, it's practically nothing. It's so minuscule. However much energy and effort. My energy and effort would be so much better spent keeping my, first of all, me. Like you say, if you're not happy and whole and healthy, they say that about being a mom, right? Uh, you got to take care of you first. Put your own mask on in the airplane, you know, before you put try to put the mask on. Before for you kids. decide which one of your kids you which... like better. That was Southwest Airlines. <laughs> I love them. They're so funny. That's hilarious. choice. Which one do you like better? <laughs> Absolutely, right? But so, yeah, so you have that. Now, then there's the addiction, the endorphins or the confirmation, whether you're looking for confirmation that you made the right choice because how many people on social media are agreeing with you and liking it and commenting on it or whatever, or putting their own stuff that lines up with whatever you've chosen, right? Um, or whether you're just looking for friends and family and, and puppies and kitties, there's still something of an addiction. So I think because social media, it's not like a TV show or a movie. When you ch- When you select a TV show or a movie, you pretty much know, is it an action? Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? You know, you pretty much know what you're up for. Social media, you don't know what you're up for, and you're going to get hit with just about anything and everything, and you're going to be very susceptible to, quote-unquote, reacting to it, right? And I think reacting is not a super healthy state to be in, right? Like you could visit there, but you don't want to live there. You want to you wanna be there if you're an actress, because it's a great way to be a good actress is to react what's happening around you, uh-huh. but it's not as good in real life because then you give your power to everybody around you. Yeah, yeah. So understanding that there can be reward much more gratifying and and sort of focused reward in choosing how to spend your time that brings you more joy. Instead of trying to get those reaction endorphins or or whatever through your social media, figure out another way to find joy 
that's a little more untainted, unpolluted. Mm. Un- Do you know what I mean? That it's a little more pure, right? And it's and it's more intentional. Uh, and maybe that has a start and a stop. So you can spend your time doing the things you know you want to be or should be doing instead of getting hung up on the social media. Right. And while this isn't about social media specifically, right. it is something that sucks us out. I mean, it, it oh, takes so much time if you get stuck there. And it's one of those things that not only when you go to bed at night, you get up the next day, you go, what did I do yeah. to move my life forward? And you might go, uh, nothing. I spent four hours on social media. Yeah. I spent two hours playing games. I did whatever you did, watching TV. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to yes. be only social media. And you don't always have to do something to move your life forward because sometimes you need to rest, to relax. Recharge your batteries. But even recharging your batteries is something you can do for yourself. Yeah. Rather than just going, wow, okay, that was two hours of how did that go by? Yeah. I was playing a game and I didn't realize I was here so long. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't good. Or I was scrolling through Facebook yeah. or TikTok or whatever it may be. Yeah. Social media is just my personal poison. It's what's polluting my personal energy the most right now. But it's also, it's it's like a drug. It's almost like I'm addicted to a drug that I know is not good for me. So yes, for anyone, it can be almost anything else, right? But for me, and, and I think quite a few people right now, right. That, that's what it is. Well, and nowadays people are on it so much yeah. that that's where they get their news. In the old days, and yeah. I say that because my dad was old, and before he <laughs> passed away, he was old, and he, he was a lot older than me, and he only did the news. But he watched two hours of news every night. Wow. The local news, the international news, the yeah. world. I mean, whatever he did, he watched yeah. an hour of local, and then he watched an hour of world news Yeah, every night. And so he probably would have been a social media buff because if he knew how to do it, yeah. and it, it was around before he died. Because he would have wanted to know what was going on in the world. Yeah. So whether you're a TV person uh, where you listen to podcasts and you hear different people with different reactions or you're on scrolling through the other kinds, Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or whatever it is, you have to do what's right for you and not what's going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And just making things worse and worse and worse and making you feel worse or making yeah. you get more and more angry. Because you're just being sucked in. Exactly. Fearful, Fearful. anxious. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think the number one thing to do is to step back and check in with yourself to see how you're feeling. Yeah. Because if it's not working, if you're not happy, it ain't working. And you can be happy during COVID because I don't know if I want to admit this, but (laughs) I really enjoyed being in lockdown because I realized how much I was missing by working nine to five at a day job that I didn't really enjoy. And it made me realize that, wow, I could do so much more with my life and I can relax. I lost weight. I didn't drink like some people did. I didn't. I (laughs) ate more healthy because I had more time. I took more walks than I normally do. I, even though I, and I did it without a mask because there's nobody around anyway, everybody was stuck in their house. And it was just, it was on private property. So I'm walking around going, I love this. And the weather was gorgeous for parts of the time that I was on lockdown and I recharged myself during lockdown. Because I did not listen to most news. And um, I felt really good. And I felt guilty that I felt really good because everybody else was scared out of their mind. And I'm just going, no, this is actually, this is good for me. Yeah. This shows me that, yeah, if I want to retire, if I want to do this or that, I could do that. I'm not going to be bored out of my mind. I have so many things I can do. Taking a step back and allowing yourself and nurturing yourself whether you have kids or a spouse or whatever, nurturing yourself and finding at least something for you is going to be a huge step if you haven't been doing it. 
Because the chaos that's in the world is there whether you're participating in it or not. Whether you're listening to it, whether yes. you're jumping in with both feet, or whether you're watching and horror going, ah, and you're horrified at everything that's going through, no. you're still participating, even if you don't, like me, I don't watch most of that, I don't listen to most of that, but I'm still in the world and I still have that chaos being bombarded at me. So what do you do? Do you participate? Is that something you need to do because it feels right for you? Like I call it, are you on the front lines being a warrior, being that firefighter yeah. on the front lines? Or are you someone that feeds them or, yeah. you know, or, or are you someone that just holds the space and prays for them? If that's what you want to do, yeah. hold the light, whatever you want to say, because that feels right to you. Don't step out of what you feel is right for you because you don't need to do it. Don't let someone else talk you into doing something you don't want to do because it doesn't feel right. Yeah. I vaguely remember last year when this all first started, I, I, and I kind of lost my path a little bit, but I remember feeling like, you know, as a school teacher, that uh, elementary school teacher, that my job, at least while I was at my job, was not to like change anybody's mind or or figure it all out or whatever. My my job was to provide a safe and a happy space for these kids. Ooh, and I, interesting that I used the space right. Uh, some sense of stability and normalcy for them while they were there. And so interesting now that I hear my the word space come out of my mouth because you said hold a space, right? And I'm thinking maybe that was part of what I was doing was holding a space for them, holding that positive energy, like the, the bubble around them. You're you're temporarily in my safety bubble of let the world spin out of control outside there. We're protected in here and we're going to be calm and happy and focused on what's going on in here. And, and maybe that's the secret, right, is to let the world do what it has to do, what you can't really control anyhow. And I think maybe that's what I need to let go of is that most of the things that I do are not going to change that huge outer world. And nor does it need to. I need to take care of my house first what's in my house, what happens in my house, right? And and my house being, you know, literally my house or my personal house, my body, my temple or my town or my school or whatever. And maybe I need to quit trying to focus on the outer world and just kind of shrink my world down, my universe down, my own personal universe down a little bit. Want to kind of laugh, you know, at the, the men in black thing, you know, where it's like when Will Smith first figures out that there are aliens and all these horrible things are happening. And he's like, yes. And the only thing that keeps these humans happy in their miserable existence is that they don't know about it. Because if they did, they would be afraid of it or, or want to try to control it or whatever. And that's kind of how I feel right now. It's like, oh, I just got told that the that aliens exist and, and the, the whole universe is about to be destroyed, you know, metaphorically speaking, right? It's because of world events or whatever. And it's like, well, in all honesty, maybe for me, like maybe for some people it is. That's their job to go out there and fight the good fight, you know, or whatever. But that's not my job. And I think that's why it felt so wrong and why I was not happy and comfortable trying to maybe kind of do that a little bit, right? I, was, I mean, my energy is just as real as everybody else's. And so if I think about it, you know, maybe myself and the five people that live in my house and the 30,000 people that live in my town or what, if we all are coming from a healthier, happier, higher vibration and focusing on our own little mini universe and making that space a better space rather than trying to change the world or control the world or whatever, then 
And if everybody's doing that, then maybe that will change the world, right? The ooh, that's kind of deep, right? <laughs> One person at a time changing the world. So, yeah, that's well. And everybody that you touch, you'll shift because there is such a thing as entrainment. Fine, if you've been in a, unless you're clinically depressed, if you've been slightly depressed or unhappy mood or even angry, if you hear a baby laughing. <laughs> or you come walk in and somebody's telling a joke and everybody in the room is laughing. And unless you're so deeply into that negative space, you're going to shift. You're going to come up into that higher vibration of laughter, of camaraderie, because you just do. It's just what happens. And if you can't do it, then you'll turn away from the world and you'll live in your own dark place. And, oh, yeah. and that's something that you can have sway over is your own space your own being and that includes your mental your emotional your physical your spiritual connection anything like that you have sway over all those things that's you you're powerful you can do anything you want with that what do you want yeah how do you want to be do you and choice is something also nancy's mother was a minister she always said what do you choose and if you how are you feeling and if you said Great. She said, great. And if somebody said, it's a horrible day, she'd say, choose again. <laughs> she'd say, no, what do you really want? Choose again. Every Sunday, oh. she'd say that. Most people said, great. But every once in a while, yeah. she'd turn to somebody and she'd say, do you really want that? Choose again. Yeah. Because you have a choice of yourself, how you feel, even if it's you're not physically well, it doesn't mean you have to be emotionally and spiritually unwell. Yeah. Or intellectually unwell. You can pull yourself much more into alignment if you can get the other parts of you on board during a time that is complete chaos. Yeah. I suddenly remember that there have been so many times in my life when I'm like, it's so much easier to follow someone else's energy, to adapt to theirs. And I and I have advised my kids or my friends or whatever be the leader in the room, be the energetic leader in the room. So when you walk into a room, we have a much more significant capability if your energy is strong and intentional, right? Just like you could walk into a room where everybody's been really happy and everything, and you could bring a dark energy and bring everyone down, you know, becoming all angry and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like, oh, okay, I, I guess I can't be happy right now, right? Because now it's serious or it's scary or it's sad or whatever. And I, and I did, I, I've many times advised them to be the energetic leader in the room, let people follow you because most people will, because most people are not consciously making the choice to do something right. And putting it out there, they're just kind of going with the flow. Oh, it's going this direction. All right. I'll go that direction with everybody else. So yeah, I need to remember to, to make good, make good, make good choices. <laughs> <laughs> just think of your mom. <laughs> yeah. Make good choices and be the energetic leader in the room. And yeah, it may feel like the entire world is trying to pull me in a yucky direction or whatever, but you know, I can, I can start small. I can start with me and where I'm at and how I'm feeling and what energy I'm choosing. And then I can hopefully have us at least start with a slight ripple effect of maybe, like I said, the people in my actual house or in my, the, the room I'm in, you know, and then maybe a little bit bigger effect, bigger effect, bigger effect, that whole what you resist persists. So just uh, my favorite and most hated saying that she used to say, <laughs> because I, it's just so easy to get caught up in resistance, right? And sometimes we don't even Fighting. realize we're doing it. Yeah. Until yeah. the thing magnifies so much, you almost can't 
not see can't it. Not see. <laughs> can't not see it. Can't not see it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No, truly, yes. Yeah, it's so easy to get caught up in resistance and fighting against something. And it takes <sighs> so much energy to do that. Oh, yeah. And I know that it just becomes almost your whole focus if that's the only thing you're doing. If you're saying, this is the reality I'm in, no, this can't be true. Instead of saying, okay, this is something that appears to be true. How can I work with it? How can I get through it and get on the other side? Because it's not that you embrace the negativity. It's that you go, okay, not an issue. Let's look at this and move on. Rather than just saying, no, no, fight, fight, fight. (laughs) Yeah, so I I, I was thinking in the past how... A lot of times my coping mechanism was to imagine the worst case scenario. And then if I could figure out how I was going to survive the worst case scenario, then I knew that I'd be okay, even if it was the bad thing, right? But because the worst case scenario, the target keeps changing and moving. Today it's this and tomorrow it's that and blah, 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 right? And it's like, it's, it's like the, the apocalypse is here or the zombie, whatever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And because it's so awful and because it's constantly changing, that's keeping us in a constant flight or fight survival mode, right? And that's not a healthy, happy place to be in. And our physical bodies, our emotional bodies just can't handle that. And, you know, that's, that's where I feel like I'm at. I feel like I have worn out my spiritual body, my emotional body, my mental body, my physical body with all of this worry and stress and whatever. And so I'm wondering if maybe maybe a solution is instead of imagining worst case scenario, what if I imagine best case scenario? I mean, neither may happen. More than likely, it's going to be somewhere in the middle. But then at least I'm not constantly focusing on the, you know, finding the silver lining, right? It's like, oh, this bad news, sort of apparent, possible, alleged (laughs) bad news just popped up on the news, you know, an hour ago, and it's going to change in four hours or four days or whatever. But what if I, instead of trying to see if I can survive the worst case scenario, if I can imagine what the best case scenario is, what is the silver lining to that? And it's kind of funny because as bad as, you know, the last year and a half or so has been, in all honesty, it has not been the same for everyone who's been experiencing it. You know, yes, some people were devastated and lost their jobs and lost their homes and lost their relatives, you know, to the disease or whatever, um, literally their lives. Yet for other people like you had a, a different experience. And my family, we were all essential workers. So we not only worked normal, we worked overtime and got extra pay and whatever, you know, we, we worked the whole time and, and I don't begrudge that at all. I'm super grateful for that. Right. It was like, wow, we were the blessed ones to be able to keep working and have that steady income. And yes, we got COVID, but we all survived it and nobody was hospitalized and whatever, you know? So I always kind of think about, I live different places in my life where there were tornadoes or earthquakes or other natural disaster type things. And the funniest thing that always stuck out to me is when the tornado comes through, it doesn't obliterate everything for miles. It takes this house and leaves that one a hundred yards away, completely unscathed and untouched. And, or the earthquake lived through the Oakland earthquake. I lived through the Los Angeles earthquake back in the 70s, the Oakland earthquake in the 80s. And from my way from work to home, that whole freeway collapsed and some people's lives were completely devastated. And then I get to my house and, oh, a couple trinkets fell off the shelf and I got a crack in my fireplace. Whoop-dee-doo. For me, I was pretty much untouched where other people, their lives were devastated. And so I think I have to remember one survival skill is to remember that 
this whole situation does not affect everyone in the same way. And I could just as easily be the house that doesn't get touched or the house that is blessed or, you know, the silver lining or whatever. And and instead of sort of focusing on the gloom and doom and, and trying to survive whatever the worst case is, because the worst case now is just too awful for me to imagine or to figure out a solution for. I think that's where I'm getting stuck. It's like, ooh, I, I don't know how to overcome that. I can't relate to that. It's it's too much worse than anything I've experienced in my personal life until now, the worst cases. So because the worst case is so global, global devastation, millions of people dying or, you know, economies collapsing. So I think I need to get away from that and pull my focus back into my universe and remember that my reality, just like me eating all my food on my plate and eating all of it or not eating all of it has zero effect or outcome on people who are starving in other areas of the world. That I have to remember that everybody's here to go through their own stuff and experience it in their own way and that I don't need to save the world. And that if how I'm responding, reacting to whatever awfulness the soup of the day mm-hmm. is is not making me happy and certainly is dragging other people down, then I need to choose different. I need to make a different choice and find a way that maybe isn't the crazy endorphins or whatever chemicals it's, you know, reward system is being triggered to make social media addictive to me. Maybe I need to find some other ways to feel good, more productive ways to feel good we don't always have to be productive every day of our lives. Right. But for most people, and I know for me being productive, it's like, Oh, look what I built. You know, look what I created. Well, look what I organized. Look what I put together. Look how I help. Look at what joy I've spread, whatever. That's the true rewarding, fulfilling aspects of life for me, just because that's how I'm wired. Right. So maybe I need to just continually focus on what's on my agenda for today and make sure that that my menu includes spreading a bit of joy or finding a bit of peace and calm and comfort or being productive. Because I think the combination of feeling like, oh, I logged on at noon to watch a few TikToks and then I look up and it's dark and it's 12 o'clock <laughs> at night, you know, right? Which I know that I know that's happened to other people. Nobody can tell me it hasn't. Maybe not quite that many hours or maybe that many hours. And then I feel even worse because I feel bad about myself because I didn't accomplish stuff or I'm in a confused or chaotic state. So yeah, this has been really, really helpful and useful for me. And I, I do think I can figure out tips and tricks to sort of break that addiction. Just like the smoker who like substitutes it with gum or a sucker or exercise or whatever. As long as I make the conscious effort and find some tools to put in my toolbox to break that addiction cycle, I think I might have some degree of success there. And just remember to keep focusing. But do, by all means, please give me sort of a a whole wrap-up reminder scenario. Okay, here's your wound care package. (laughs) Here's your treatment plan. You know what I mean? As you're sending me out of the door of the the hospital that is sort of self-realization. I mean, that's the beauty about talking to you is that like you allow me to come up with my own conclusions by just sort of touching on a little of this or a little of that or making a little hint or suggestion. It's weird how we know the answers ourselves. We do. So let me go ahead and wrap this up because I know we've been talking a while. And I think basically just know that the energy that's on the planet right now is not yours. 
It's not yours. You have to fix. It's not your fault. It's nothing that's happening unless you're contributing to it because you're getting on board with it. And then you're just going crazy because the chaotic energy is getting to you. It's something that is there to shift you and don't resist it. Allow it to sweep you to a certain extent to where you need to go, but don't stay stuck in the negative. If you get stuck somewhere, you have to know it. So make sure you step back, take those few minutes, at least once in a while, go, okay, how am I feeling? How am I reacting to what's happening around me? Is it working for me? How am I feeling? Is this who I want to be in this life? If it's not who you want to be, I mean, if you're on board and you are going for it and that feels right to you, there's nobody that should be able to tell you otherwise because you have to feel deeply about it to make sure that it is who you are. If you are the warrior and you're out there on the front lines going, no, this is wrong or yes, this is right, whatever it may be, and you feel that's right, that is excellent. Then you're on your path if that's where you want to be. Some warriors are very lower vibrational. They're more into the violence. They're more into the anger. And then there's people who are the warriors of light and who are bringing the light by not necessarily doing violence, who are out there trying to make a difference. I am not one that I consider a warrior. I am someone that stands back and hands people the tools they need so they can go (laughs) do the thing they're doing. And you may be one of those people, but I don't feel the need to fix someone because that's not my job. Even though I'm a life coach, it's not my job to fix you. My job is to help you to understand and fix yourself. And that was the first thing he told me in life coaching class. And thank God, because everybody in the class <laughs> was sitting there going, oh, God, what if I mess somebody up? And the first thing they told us was, number one, your job is not to fix anybody. And every, there was a huge sigh of relief for the entire group <laughs> because we all went, oh, thank God. So if that's what you think you're doing, if you're trying to align people a certain way to fix people and you feel like you're banging yourself against the wall, your head or other parts of your anatomy (laughs) or your subconscious or your energy or your emotions, it feels like they're being battered. You're not doing it the right way for you. So take that step back, figure out how you're feeling, what you're doing, and if it's working for you. If it's not working for you, then try something else. And you may not find the right thing for you for quite a few tries, but you can say, I need to do it from a more peaceful place. If there's any way you can do it, take that time disconnect, unplug as much as you can and heal yourself of all of that anger and the fear and anything else that you found that is there that's not helping you. And once you can do that, then you'll be able to come from a better place and what we call higher vibrational space and be able to impact others around you just by being you. You don't even need to do anything else. You don't have to participate in the negative stuff on social media And if you do, you can maybe say a phrase of something that is caring. But if you do that, realize that some people are still going to jump on you. And so if people do and they're just in that negative place, sometimes the stepping back is better than even trying to be the peacemaker. You do what's right for you. There is no right answer, no wrong answer. And I think it's only what's right for you rather than what's right for anybody else because everybody has their own path. So find the path that works best for you through this maze that everybody has created for us, this interesting chaos that's happening, and allow yourself to imagine maybe the best case scenario for what you want. Maybe go ahead and just find that silver lining. Where do you fit 
in your world and where do you want to fit and where will this make you feel the best? Because it's all about living your limitless life, meaning finding your joy, finding what works best for you so you can be the best you that you can be. The way the chaos is in the world right now, that's a really interesting challenge to overcome and to get through. And you can do it because you are a powerful individual. So don't ever forget that about yourself. You can do it. I like what you said to me earlier today before we were talking on air about watching a movie. Mm. So when I watch a movie, yes, I can get a little bit emotional about it. That's the whole point of watching the movie, right? You want it to make you laugh or make you cry or, or make you feel whatever. But I I really like, that's one of my new coping techniques, I think, is going to be that whatever's going on around out in the world is like unto watching the movie. It's okay. It's there. It exists. I don't try to rewrite the movie. I don't try to control the movie. I don't, me personally, yell and scream at the movie. I just watch it. And, And I think that for me, and maybe it's not right for anyone else but me, or maybe it's only right for a certain amount of people, but I, I'm definitely going to sit back and watch the world. And that my part of my coping technique for not getting caught up and drugged down and sucked under is to watch it and go like I would a movie and go, okay, that's going on. Uh, I'm not going to try to rewrite it or redo it or well, see. And I only watch movies with happy endings. So yeah. I'm, I know where I'm getting into. So, so that's kind of putting out there in the world. This is going to be a happy ending for me. And finding oh. your joy that way, knowing this is this or something better is going to happen for me. Whatever happens to the world around me, that I'm going to be okay. And that's kind of the thing that you have to feel is right for you. That if you're going to be okay, that you can manifest what you need to get through it. You can manifest the money, the people, the the joy, the job, the whatever the you health. need. Yeah. The health, the home, the whatever it is that you need, you can manifest it. You can have help to manifest it if you need it. There are people that will be there for you. You just have to be open and listen and ask for help, even if it's just a spiritual help guide, (laughs) and then pay attention because that's always what I say. Tell everybody, when you ask for help, be open, pay attention. Don't assume you're going to hear a voice from beyond. You may, but it may not be, you must do this. (laughs) It will be somebody on TV telling you something. A friend saying something off the cuff. It will be something to get you through. So don't be afraid to ask and always know that you are already enough to have whatever you need in this life. I like when you said, I just watched the happy movies. I like the change the channel. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we are creating and manifesting on our own and I don't like the movie I'm watching or whatever, I forget that I have the remote control and I have the power to change the channel or turn it off. I think a lot of us have lost our sense of personal power in this. And maybe we need to figure out how to take that back. And that we've sort of forgotten about our ability to manifest our own future. We've given away our destiny to the government or to whatever. I think we need to remember that, no, we are powerful. Oh, thank you so much. This has been so helpful for me, really, truly. And I do love the fact that I helped come up with my own solutions, that they they just sort of started popping into my mind, right? You know, it may not have been quick or concise or pinpointed or whatever, but I did get there through my winding road. We all can do that, but we have to realize that you have to take the time to allow yourself to come to your own conclusions and not be told this is what you have to do. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Nancy. It was wonderful to have you as always. So thanks for taking the time and being present with me. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com. Today's gonna be, gonna be a good, good day. Today.